This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Thank you both for joining. I uh, would love if you guys just want to start with a little intro, background, how you all met, the partnership, the collaboration, how that happened, and the importance of accountability. Well, I'll jump in because I want to give the roses first. Um, Mary Ruth is one of the few entrepreneurs I've ever met in my life that reminds me of me. And if it isn't obvious to all of you, I have a lot of self-love and confidence. So that's as big of a uh, compliment as I can give. Um, it, our, our connection was instantaneous, um, just kind of from like, and, and Daniel, you and Tyler know this, like I can, I make quick decisions if, with people. And so, and so it was very organic. We got to know each other more and more. There was, you know, kind of came through Vayner at one point and then we got connected and a lot of different synergies. We had an incredible brunch in LA um, along the way with her wonderful and handsome husband, smart and handsome. And, uh, and it was just kind of like, like obvious. I don't know what else to say. It was obvious that we were gonna either be really good friends or there was gonna be something. And it, you know, because we're both business people it leads to business conversations. And so I, I joined the board of the company. It's, I'm, there's, we just had a meeting the other day. I was so happy because I felt like I was able to contribute, which I think is something that's I'm petrified of anytime I decide to do anything, whether it's Vayner or on a board. Um, but it's also, you know, another way to speak about Mary Ruth. It was also fun because when I get asked on boards, it's back to what I started this with. It's rare for the person to be able or interested to pick up everything I'm putting down. You know, I'm on the board of Bojangles and I'm on the board of other things. And I, what was so exciting is, A, I'll let her speak for herself. I'm sure it's nice to have somebody on the board like that in the other direction, because it's helping you create some air cover for some of the initiatives you're trying to do for the straight men and women on the board. Um, and then the, the partnership, as you know, like, you know, I wanted to do something lightweight and fun for all the be friends, friends here. Thank you so much. You all know this, like, there's so many different levels to how we're thinking about the long journey of this of this project, right? Um, as you could probably all sense that I'm sensing from you in the Discord and other things, like there's a lot of big stuff that's getting very close to being announced. And then there's things like what Tyler, you know, is wearing right now, which is the productive puffin, which is a great thing with P-Rod and fun. And I, you know, I think with the, the Mary Reith collab, like I just wanted that, vitamin to exist in the world like honestly I just did that because I just like that jar in my house like I'm just happy it exists <laughs> like I don't know what else to really tell you like I wanted it to exist now it exists and it wasn't like you know this was not a and most of the and you see by the volumes that we put out almost none of the things we do are really a financially driven thing it's a narrative driven thing or character development thing or I think this is going to land for a lot of the Be Friends crew here because you've got a sense of me. It's it's done for the karma of it all, the history of it all. Like, I'll get very weird with all of you. I'm 100% sure that there will be a Be Friends museum, right? Like in 120 years, people will go through something like a Disney World and like yeah. that, that vitamin jar will literally <laughs> be sitting in a glass case as like with the date when it happened because in collaboration corner it'll show the first year's collaboration thing so like it's scary to me how much I believe the shit I talk about 
<laughs> when I talk about be patient, think long-term, da, 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 like I literally just said something to you that's real. I wanted to do this because I wanted that bo bottle of gummies to be in a museum in 130 years. So that's that for my end. Mary Ruth? Um, thank you. Also, I, I think um, I always like to, I've done a number of these kind of like book club or fireside chat things. And I first wanted to acknowledge that there's 33 people here. And I think Gary and I both, um, the one thing we want after spending this time with you is we, we really hope that like one thing will make you do an action in your own life. Um, I'm sure every single person here has some idea of what they love and what they wish they would get to spend more time doing. So I hope that kind of us being here together with Gary and some of the V Friends team and some of my team that is in my house right now, that for, for the 33 people who, who came and for anyone who is listening to the recording afterwards, I, I think Gary, why I respect him is he, he's very into action. Um, so I hope that each of you will you know, for two minutes after the Zoom call, think of like one thing that you could do for yourself to move yourself forward. I wanted to kind of really just share some fun facts about some of the things that are kind of interesting that I didn't know that Gary and I have in common and some things I knew we had in common. And I just felt like, wow, this makes sense. Like once I met him actually also in person, before I tell you some of the things we have in common, I wanted to also share that, um, Gary is, and I, I shared this when I was on Twitter spaces with Andy in June, I, I said like, the fact that Gary and I met shows that everything that Gary has said for the last decade plus is true because I did not have a friend who introduced me to Gary. Like I didn't know somebody who knew somebody who then introduced me to Gary. It was literally like, Gary made a video to our invest, uh, like to Vayner Media, and then it was like just something about Vayner Media, and then I literally made a cold call video. Okay, guys, I have been building my business for nine years, and I remember the day I made the video. It was like if you've been on Zoom a lot, you get those like bloodshot, dry Zoom eyes. I'd worked 11 hours that day. I was getting ready to bathe my children. I thought there was like a moment when I was making the cold call video, when I was like, I should put some mascara on. And then I was like, no, okay. I was like, this is all I've got. So I, I put this toy car on my desk and I pretended to be, it's, it, it, there's background to that, but I pretended to be driving this toy car. I was honking the horn. And I kind of just said like, hey Gary, I'm Mary Ruth Gam, blah, 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 blah. This is my business. It's my dream. I heard you want to be the next Walt Disney. Um, like, I would love to do a collab with you because at the time we had been talking to Disney and I had said way longer, I wanted to do something with Gary. So I made this cold call video and we send it the, to God knows where. And, <laughs> um, and, and uh, oh, also something to be noted, I took it in one take. Okay, it wasn't like four takes. Um, I just did it. That's it. That's that's who I am. It's kind of like how I've always been. Um, and then like I don't I don't remember, but 
when I was at VCon, I ran into someone at the bathroom who works at Gary's team and was like, oh my gosh, you're that girl that sent that video. And I, I was the one who found the video, right? I was the one who received the video. And then we shared it with some more people. So I think that that should be super encouraging because I've, I've never been in the cool kids club. Um, I, I love my life. I love my friends, my family, my business. I have four children under five years old. And Gary, you know, we met through the cold call, the cold call one take video. Some other things that are just worth noting. Mary, uh, Mary yeah. Ruth, I'm sorry to interrupt. I know a lot of you stay close to my universe. It's that just inspired me. I think maybe within the last five or seven posts on Instagram, I spoke about the DMs, the meaningful ones, the depth and the width thing. I think within the last 10 posts. Yes, I, like, heard, I saw one, yeah. I'm just, for this audience, back to action. Like, please understand how real this is. Like every one of you probably has four to seven people you're trying to get to for whatever reason. And it's really there for the taking. Thank you. I, I, I truly believe in it. And I think that that's worth noting because once Gary was on my board, people are like, how did you get Gary on the board? I was like, no, 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 it was, it was a cold call. Um, so the other things that are kind of interesting is I am from New Jersey. Um, and when I first met Gary, I, I said like, oh, I'm from New Jersey. And then Gary's like, oh, what part? And then I'm like, this, Somerville. And then so something sweet is we all know how Gary likes collectibles. Gary and I both went to growing up I think Gary's probably like 10 years ahead of me right now, eight years ahead of me. Same Toys R Us, Somerville Circle, same Bridgewater Mall. Um, my dad who passed away when I was 12 and then my brother passed away a couple of years later. So um, two people really important in my life who have like a lot of nostalgia. My dad, who was a wrestler at Penn State, uh, a great athlete, he went to North Hunterdon High School and Gary went to North Hunterdon High School. Okay, so this isn't just like, hey, we're both from New Jersey. We're both kind of from like the same place. Also, um, I'm a huge fan of Martha Stewart. She's also from New Jersey. There's kind of like a running joke about New Jersey going on in our company right now. So wanted to acknowledge that. I also wanted to say that Although I was never a professional football fan, uh, growing up, my house was all day, every day, college football. My grandfather was the uh, equipment manager at Penn State. My mom and my dad met at Penn State, fraternity, sorority, fell in love. Um, we would go to Rose Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Orange Bowl. Again, not like my uncle John loves the Jets, but the point is that the point is that not professional football, but truly college football all the way. I know Penn State's a little controversial now, but but I wanted to just kind of bring we're, we're, we're over the hump. We're yeah. over the hump. Yeah. We're, we're so over the hump. so um yeah, I think I think that's pretty much what I wanted you to know. And I think yeah. let's yeah. let's sneak let's sneak in some time for everybody. I mean, look, uh, I'll just say this: like all of you should do a lot more homework on Mary Ruth because I know that you have some affinity towards me. And I think, I always think about people that might say things slightly differently, might, you know, may look the part differently, may have a different energy, like, but are talking similar stuff. I, I think it's a, it's a worthwhile journey, but let's um, like, Didi, I don't, I don't know what we want to get. I want to just give as much value as possible. So how do we do that? 
Absolutely. Let's go ahead and just go into Q&A heavy for the rest of the duration. Everyone, if you have a question on the bottom of your Zoom, click on that happy face icon, the reaction, raise your hand. We'll bring you up here for some Q&A for Gary and Mary Ruth to answer, please. Fantastic. Let's go order. Yeah, let's go yeah. democracy in order. So Aiden was first. Aiden, go for it. Awesome. Speed wins, guys, right? So, um, Aiden, Gary, what's you're up, always, Aiden, you're, you're always fast on the mic, Aiden. <laughs> Yeah, I always want to talk to you. I, I love hearing your perspective. So, um, you know, a lot's been going on since we've kind of connected. Uh, a few yep. months ago, I joined a peer group of agency owners um, because I'm trying to be more curious and, and open-minded. And um, it's turned out really well for me. <laughs> and I've, I've found a lot of coaching. Actually, and I've actually known that Jeremy's here and just giving you guys some alpha and trying to do, you know, it's been a little quiet the last couple of weeks. Um, back to curiosity. Um, we are, I, I'm, I think I'm changing my mind that I want to tell you now, cause it's a pretty big announcement. Sorry, Jay. <laughs> I know that, you know, I know that juice is your, your uh, breaking news skills. You're like the, you're like the Adam Schefter of like V bread. Um, but put actually, I'm, I'm not going to give it to him because I want him to work for it. Uh, uh. Uh, but I'm going to tell you something. The Curious Crane, I'll give you a different alpha. I just am so pumped you said, I want to be more curious. I've been really thinking about that. And it's uh, I'm really considering, not firm. I don't want to get back to the old days where it's speculation. People buy one of these mm -hmm. off of. So please do not buy anything, comma. I'm back to having fun and talking characters. Curious Crane is gaining momentum on something. I don't know if it will happen, but I'm, uh, I was pumped to just hear you say curiosity because I think it would help a lot of people here. Keep going. Yeah, you know, I mean, you preach about a lot of things that sometimes don't, don't hit until you actually live it, until I actually live it. So right now I'm living a more of a curious lifestyle. And, you know, I joined this peer group and uh, I found that surrounding myself with people um, in the right mindset, it's, it's elevating me to another level. Uh, and I've 3X'd in a lot of different ways, um, the company mostly, right? So now I'm really on a journey of personal development because I feel like it's tied together with the business, of course. Um, what I'm really curious to know, and I know this can be like a weird question because of religion and people and blah, 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 but what do you have, does faith play any role for you? And That's a great question. I, you know, so I was born in the Soviet Union. A lot of people don't know this. The USSR banned religion in its establishment in 1917. Wow. Yeah, very unknown fact about communist Russia, socialist Russia, very different than other versions of this. Religion was banned. So I, religion's interesting because I didn't have, my family didn't have it because it was illegal to practice and people were scared shitless because Stalin was killing everybody. So all the Jews and Christians that did it literally were getting murdered. I don't think people comprehend how many Russians Stalin killed during his awful regime, killed, not jail. And so <laughs> religion was scared out of my family's heritage. Um, and so by the time I you know, was born, it'd been 50, 60 years since anybody, practice. As a matter of fact, when we immigrated to America, my great-grandfather, who was old enough to have had religion in his life, literally the first day he was in America, in Queens, the next morning, he went to the synagogue 
and donated like the $52 he had to his name. And my great grandmother lost her fucking mind. But like, that's how much he was happy that he was able to practice. So that's one fun fact about me with where you're going with this. On the flip side, at 46 years old, I can easily tell you that my, as spirituality grows in popular culture, I laugh at how much of that is just naturally in me. Like the popular cool thoughts of like spirituality is like the essence of my being. Mm -hmm. So that's the answer, my friend. Aiden, you there? You're on mute, brother. Is he on mute? Sorry, I, I couldn't unmute. I didn't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think the answer is, is yes. I mean, my question was basically like, I guess in the realm of spirituality and, and how conscious of you are tr at trying to improve in that in that realm, I, if you think I, it works. I'm in, a, I'm in a very weird spot, brother. Like, like it's even when like Sherpas and Yodas and Zenzers, like every time they come across me in real life, they almost weirdly freak out. Like, also, I'm, yeah. Go ahead, Mary. No, I, I, wanted, I wanted to also share one thing and then also say something about what Gary just said. Um, I definitely believe in like quantum. So like, I believe that there's like a universal force of goodness. Um, I also believe that the universe wants the best for us. Um, you might have to be patient to kind of see it all unfold, but I'm very into like quantum, like vibration stuff. If people are like saying negative things or speaking negative things, I feel like sometimes when they walk into a room, people like kind of feel that quantum energy from them. Um, and, and, and just even, even what Gary just said about how a lot of this stuff was kind of inside of him. Um, I, Gary, I was listening to some of the, some of your videos and I remember you mentioned that a lot of your qualities have to do with your mom and, and what, why I thought that was interesting was you also said in the same video that your mom's um, mom passed away when she was five years old. So I think that some of those things also shape people um, in certain ways. Like I, I think sometimes painful experiences shape people and open them up to kind of spirituality things or ways of being with other people that did Mary Ruth pause on everybody yeah yeah sorry just that oh you were thinking that, I'm sorry that was a no, no. That was dramatic pause no just that just that you said it's innate but I but I don't think it's by accident that's just my personal opinion yeah I mean and, and I would and I would tell you I think that's a really smart take I, I I'm buying what you're putting down to build on top of that Aiden and everyone where it gets really interesting to me is my obsession of peace of mind. So like I ask people why they even want to be spiritual. Like, it's like, cool. Like that's not the end goal. That's the vessel. And when I said like all these Zen people, like very famous, like follow, like when they meet me, they get a little weirded out in a great way. Like, because some of you, this will make sense if you're starting to put the pieces together, how I communicate and what I do. But like, it will scare the living. When we all meet in heaven, right? When we're all jamming in heaven and I roll up on you and I'm like, yo, you know, Maddie P, like, how you been? Like, sorry, you're up here now, you know, like, but it was a good run down there. I'm going to be like, bro, look at my score. Cause I always dream that heaven is like this data center of everything. And I'm like, 
Remember when I kept telling everybody that I was the most chill, least anxious, most grateful fucker? Dude, I was literally ranked 17 out of 8 billion. Isn't that fucking insane? Everyone's I don't think people, people cannot comprehend, given how I communicate as a human being, how uncomfortably calm and chill and at peace I am. Like I, I'm, I'm in a weird place, everybody. I'm in a real weird place. And I want that so fucking bad for everybody else that I continue to do very weird things. I use Gary Vee. I create a fucking universe of characters. I'm going to figure this shit out until they don't let me play anymore. But it's real as fuck for me. And I want it so bad because I'm telling you, there's nothing like it on earth when almost every second of your life lacks anxiety. <laughs> yeah. And Thank, you, Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Thank Maddie, you so please. Let's have let's have a combo here on Earth before our combo in heaven. <laughs> amazing. Matt, go ahead and unmute. Wow, this is amazing. Thanks for all the great feedback. Um Mary Ruth, I, I thought I, you know, we were talking about how um you have things in common. It's funny that you brought up Penn State wrestling. I love wrestling and I get guff about it for a lot of people. I wrestled in high school a long time ago, but I love Olympic wrestling. It's like my favorite sport in the whole world. And it's funny you brought that up because Penn State, all they do is make Olympic champions. Like it's like <laughs> I'm so glad we're connected. Seriously. That's thank you. Right. There's a handshake, not to mention the other 15. Gary, I'd love to talk to you as well as Mary. So I guess I have a question for both of you. Um, I'm raising three young daughters, so five, two, and two months. So I got a brand new one. How do I um, how do I teach them to be strong, independent women um, and not just worry about being someone's uh, you know, arm candy? I think that's really something that is really, I think about it all the time because I don't have boys and I probably don't teach them treat them like boys, but I want to make sure that they understand how, how monstrous they can be, you know, like, I know it may sound silly, but that's, that's, it's really important to me. It's probably something that gets me, I'm, I'm getting emotional even talking about that. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. It's the least, it's the least silly thing to care about on earth. It's the reverse of silly. Mary, please go first. Yes. So first I'm going to start off with a movie that I found to be so inspirational. Um, King Richard. So I know I know there's some things with Will Smith, but I, I want to talk about King Richard for a second. So when I saw By the way, Mary Ruth, we're five seconds away to being over the Will Smith thing too. Yeah, yeah. And I think you guys are cool. I've just been, I've just been like I always need to buffer all my statements. So. Oh, I know you're the best. I'm just, what I'm actually saying is forgiveness is cool. Oh, by the way, I I I told by the way, like I actually thought that that was very I'm with you like I'm with you anyway, go ahead I don't um, want to sidetrack it because I want to okay hear what so when I watched King Richard so Matt if you haven't seen the movie you I must have. watch it I've okay amazing have, yeah. so so by the way I, I've been tennis fan for like forever my grandma would take me to the U.S. Open all these things it's so powerful I didn't realize when I saw that why that movie made me cry and then I told everyone at our company to watch it was like there aren't a lot of movies about uh, a dad who believes in his five daughters, I think it was five daughters, um, so much, like this is so powerful, the power of the minds or just like giving your children a great environment to be whoever they're meant to be. He wrote 
like the whole playbook of how they were going to play tennis before they were even born, which is just kind of inspirational. Again, I actually have, again, four children, two special needs children who have like muscle conditions. So I'm well aware that like you, you can never force any child, like Gary says, to be anything they're not. But what, what I do believe is that you can build this environment as a parent where it's so positive, it's so supportive of who they are. And that will allow them to have more and more self-confidence. The reason I have a lot of self-confidence or just even self-esteem is I had two parents who told me every day that I was the greatest and I had a major learning disability. I couldn't even read in fourth grade. That's a whole nother story. Um, that's something Gary V and I have in common. I was like the least successful person in my graduating class of college and high school. Um, but it gives you other gifts. And I think it's about you being so close to each of your daughters and supporting them and then asking this one question, which is like reverse engineering them, I think, as they're, yeah, you have very young children, so you're really in the thick of it. But like, as they're getting a little older, asking them like, hey, what do you love? What makes you happy? When they're 14, what do you love? What makes you happy? Because it's probably going to change a hundred times and, and allowing them to like reverse engineer who they're going to be from that. Um, and, and my brother passed away from a peer pressure situation. So I, I'm very big on parents helping children create self-esteem. And like I said in the beginning, I've never been in the cool kids club, but I was okay that I'm not in that club because I, I know what I'm passionate about, which is my friends, my family, and my company. And then for the last decade, I just went really slow, very patient. And I see as a team, we're moving forward. And I think that your concern is really real. And I think that giving them that extra time and attention every 24 hours is going to take them on a rocket ship somewhere. It's all about the compound effect. So a little love every day, cumulatively, they're going, they're going to go on a rocket ship and then they'll, they'll be, like you said, with the arm candy thing, I don't even think that's going to come into the picture. Um, so I think that's an amazing question. Thank you for, for asking that. Matt, I think, you know, I obviously agree with so much of that. Couple nuances to bring value first. Um, I could have given my natural communication abilities I could have dominated the cool kids club, but I never went to the top floor. I always stayed in the upper middle class because the coolest club was the club that was in my own head with me, myself, and I. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about that for a half a second to build on the surrounding sound of what Mary Ruth said, which you already know is true. Let's, and, I, and I think it's great to hear the subtleties of like the nuances of that everyday deposit. I love that stuff. First, and this is just real talk. And I'm like, I'll die on this sword. The fact that you give a fuck about it yeah. to begin with yeah. is 93% of it. I was shocked, by the way, by his question. If you had told me we were gonna come on this call and somebody was gonna ask that, I would have never guessed that. So Thanks. I'm gonna go the other- I I'm think about go it all the time. <laughs> like it's I would tell you that the only thing at this point that I'm pumped about in my popularity is how not shocked I am about that because I get so much inbound DM and email and I read so much of it 
that I can, this is where I get so sad of athletes. On the record, athletes by percentage are better human beings than regular people. On the record. I know what the media tries to make you think, but they're so disciplined Mm -hmm. and they're so like eye on the prize. Like, you know, same with this. I get more emails and DMs from dudes who have two daughters, one daughter and three daughters talking about this than almost anything. And nobody thinks about that. Everyone thinks it's all like 15 year old dudes that are like, how do I make money on crypto? <laughs> like people are confused about the world, but I'm gonna give you something really important, Matt, because this is my great observation at 46 on this subject matter. People are building up self-esteem in their kids in the wrong shit. So, right, you could say build self-esteem. What, what, there's such a challenge out there and it goes both boys and girls, but let's stay on girls. The biggest reason children are struggling is in my opinion, based on all the DMs I get from the children and observing is two things. One, parents, two core strategies that I think need to be talked about and potentially tweaked. I never give singular parent advice. Everybody knows their own circumstance. I'm talking very general. Number one, We have demonized fear and losing so much that they become petrified of it. And parents are showing through their actions that they don't believe in their kids because they're over coddling them, thus rendering them to believe that they need their parents or that losing is bad. So if, if, if anybody asked me what's the number one thing I got, you got two seconds, Gary, I would say, make your kids in positions to lose as often as humanly possible from zero to 18. Let them lose as eighth place trophies have destroyed many people's lives. Because it's not about like anything other than people being scared to come in fourth place. They go, because people are so silly. They think kids are dumb. Kids are smart. Kids are not like, oh, I feel good that I got this seventh place trophy. They're like, oh, losing so bad that mom and dad are to protect us. Thus, they're scared of everything. That's why everybody's fucking scared, right? That's number one. Number two, whatever you positively reinforce as them doing good is 100% the framework of where their self-esteem will sit. So when parents have attractive children and you almost can't help it, it's just like a very beautiful or cute boy or girl and you've said it for 18 years, they will give lots of fucks about how they look their whole life. The reason so many people work in companies and need bosses is because parents told them to get A's every 90 days. If you positively reinforce conforming to a system every 90 days to get grades that are subjectively and sometimes not subjectively deciding if they're good, they will need that in their adult life, thus needing to work in a company and live their life. Everybody that works for me, how they think about the August race cycle destroys my soul. Think about what I said. So if you tell your child that they are the greatest around sports and reinforce that all day long, that will be where their self-esteem sits. Why do entrepreneurs do well in life? Because the market tells them in their youth that they're good. Other grownups not name their parents, buy things from them at lemonade, sports cards, things of that nature, and give them that positive reinforcement. That's my, that was my story. So 
if you really want this for them, for the three of them, it's going to be not about you demonizing being arm candy. It's not going to be that. That's going to be a data point, I believe, based on what I'm seeing, one man's point of view. It's going to be what you're clapping for. So my mom clapped for me being nice and being my sister's leader and the world clapped for me selling stuff. And that is who I am at 46 years old. That's what I aspire to be. I want to be. And so, you know, I'm even working on trying to be less of a superhero in every situation, but that's what I had to be as a child. And that's where I got the positive reinforcement. It leads to resentment when you get older. So I'm working on my own stuff, even though it's a good thing. You have to be fucking vigilant about everything you clap for. I like that. I like that a lot. Thanks. I, I, the arm candy thing was just me saying like, people are like, oh, no, she's going to be, no, she's going to be a killer when she grows up. You know, you got to watch right. out for the boys. I'm like, the boys right. are going to work for her. You better watch out for her. Like what I'm trying to pine in, you know, <laughs> by the way, brother, that's, that's like, that's going to happen naturally anyway. That's just real life. What I would, the nuance wasn't I actually love that you're saying that. I think what parents are potentially missing based again on a hell lot of a lot of research the last 15 years is by you demonizing that, like don't be arm candy, be your own woman is not gonna do that as much as what you go crazy for clapping. That's what she's gonna really look for. We get addicted to the positive reinforcement. And so are you clapping about her being, like when my kids show passion and empathy, I like fucking throw a fiesta because I, I okay. think that's gonna be an epic thing for them to be awesome at, right? Okay. So a lot of people think it's just all of society. It's not the thing that you're gonna tear down that they're gonna be, it's gonna be the thing that you build up. See, that funny. was the point. You're doing it right it now was, for potty training. You're just saying you do it in other aspects of life. You know, like, oh, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. You're doing that because everybody wants their kids to stop being in diapers and get to it. I got but it. As an adult, you know, if you want them to be independent, well, then clap when they make a dollar of their own money and buy candy with their own dollar for 29. Yes. Clap. Yes. Clap. It's, it's, don't say, don't demonize, like, I'm giving you money, but that's bad. That's not going to be the game. It's all about the buildup versus the teardown. Right now, society is spending all of its time tearing other things down, thinking that makes them good. It's the reverse. It's only going to be on the positive reinforcement at scale. I loved this, and I just learned something. That I just learned something from you as well. Thank you Thanks so much. Me. I appreciate your time. I, I wish I could talk to you for hours, but there's a lot of other people that want to talk. So thank you so <laughs> much. I do appreciate you. Thank you, Matt. Alicia, go ahead and unmute if you'd like. Hey there, my name is Alicia Mary Ruth. Hi, great to meet you and talk to you. Loved you at VCon. Gary, you're my idol. You're the man. Minted three V friends. Super excited about what's in store for the V friends community. I'll be there next year whenever VCon is. So announce that soon. Um, I'm a small business owner. Love your content. And really, it was your content that helped me build out my podcast and blogs and break that down into different content. So as you know, us small businesses are out there listening. My question, or maybe I'm just looking for pump up motivation because I have heard you talk about this many times is, and your content, you stated you're, you're putting content about this out now. 
But when you're reaching out to people like yourself, where 10 minutes of your time could change my world, how do you ask with, with being respectful and not outwardly coming out and asking? By being respectful. Simple. <laughs> respectful it, raccoon. It, it's just really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. This is why I keep talking about intent. And then, you know, I've matured through the years and like people are like, well, if you have great intent, but you, if you have great intent, but you stab somebody with a knife, like I'm like fair. But then I say to them, when we play the chess of these combos, I'm like, but if you have great intent, you never actually do that. The intent is the fuel that makes your actions go. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think it really, really comes down to compassion communication. Like, I really appreciate when someone takes the extra 30 seconds of breath to be like, I really get that I'm bothering you with your family right now, but can I just take a selfie? I just even appreciate that. Like, it's just, it's someone who's consciously just trying to tell you, I know you probably don't even love this thing right now. I'm not sure if you do or you don't, but I want to acknowledge that I know. Acknowledgement is incredibly powerful. So to answer your question, I think the positive acknowledge emotional like communication of that acknowledgement really matters to people that are getting bombarded and gives you a half a prayer of it landing the, the other thing is all of all of it is based on expectation on your end the biggest reason people fail to accomplish the things they want from people that look like that is because they have an expectation Right, when you ask for something, I, I remind people all the time, like people are funny to me, they get a little spicy once in a while, I'm like, you asked me. Like, I didn't bother you. Like, I'm sorry, I'm five minutes. Like some of the shit, like, somebody, <laughs> like, like, like I'm doing something nice for 15 minutes. Cause you guys know I'm random. You've heard the stories of, especially this community, like I'll do shit. And then like, I'm three minutes late because I've got like a, like right now I have to address how the UK office is gonna handle Queen Elizabeth. That's why I broke the news to you in here. Like that's real life for me. I have 180 employees that are affected. They're gonna close for three days. Like it's real life. My, my head of finances emailed me right this second in the UK that they, some contracts that might have to be like, it's real life. And I'm three minutes late for something that I said yes to. And then that person wants to give attitude. The entitlement and the expectation is insane. And I promise you every time, I, and I'm a nice dude that like believes in forgiveness is cool and other things, but it always registers to me when somebody is being selfish. Also, also, by the way, every, I agree with everything Gary said. Um, and, and Alicia, I, I always call it like this buffer, which is exactly what Gary says. I, I think it's amazing if someone gives a buffer before an ask, like, hey, I know you're so busy, but X, Y, and Z. Um, and yeah, and, and there was one other thing. Oh, and also one thing that's also amazing. I mean, I don't know if Gary feels this way, but I also think when you ask someone for something, sometimes it's also nice to ask them, is there anything that you could do for them? Because for maybe, sure. maybe they'll say, yeah, wanna, wanna tell me what you think of this new product or something. I think also that there should be some circuitry like giving and receiving not just taking. Um, and, and I notice when people, like Gary said, like give a buffer. Um, and then they also want to give, not just take in their circuitry. Like I, I mentored 
someone for 90 days this summer who I met at VCon every Friday. And, and then he, he sent me an awesome book on gaming. And I, and I felt like there was circuitry. It was something so small, but I, I felt like he took a minute to get my address and send me something. Um, yeah. Well, thanks guys. I appreciate everything you do. I'm playing the patience game of a patient panda. I'm also hardworking and everything else. So I really look up to guys. So keep putting out that content and keep inspiring people like me. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. JL, go ahead and unmute if you got a question. Yeah, guys, this is awesome. I didn't expect this uh, to be so philosophical. So hopefully I don't, I don't ruin the vibe. Um, we like tactical uh, too. What'd you say? I said, we like, like tactical, tactical too. Like okay. to your brother, like, I, you know, that whole clouds and dirt thing. I did the sneaker. I talk about it a lot. Like mm -hmm. the middle's the only thing that's not Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Look at this. This is my one page of notes of all the things I wanted to say if there was time. Right here. What does it say right here? Let's zoom in. Closest to the dirt is the biggest threat. And that, I was basically gonna say something. Like, oh, I said that, I said that in the board meeting, right? You, you said that your whole life. And when Andy did his Instagram live in NFT New York City week, and he was, it was the coolest thing ever. Andy, for 50 minutes, talking about every single thing he ever learned from Gary. Somebody asked a question and then literally, I mean, it, it was seared in my brain forever. Andy was like, guys, Gary studies culture. He studies culture harder than anyone. He knows trends. And his whole thing is the person that's the closest to the dirt is the biggest threat in business period. And that is also one tactical thing that I, I wanted to say to Gary, because I don't get to talk to him all day long. But like when I was building my business, I was like listening to Eric Thomas because I didn't know Gary V existed yet. So it's like always listening to Eric Thomas because I hadn't paid my rent in five months. I had real problems. Like I had a miscarriage. <laughs> I had to stay at work because I needed to get a $290 check. Like I was always listening to Eric Thomas. I related to him because he was once homeless. Like none of my friends knew this was going on. And then in 2016, I discovered Gary and it was like game over. My husband came because he knows I like Eric Thomas. He's like on Facebook. So this was the platform we, we discovered Gary on. He's like, you have to watch this. And then Dave, my husband's also Jewish. So David's like, and Gary's Jewish. Look at this <laughs> Jewish guy. So, so the Facebook video discovered Gary in 2016. And first time, obviously we don't want external validation, but I got validation like from 2013 to 2019, December. I had no marketing spend. And, and as you know, we have a billion dollar brand now, 2013 to 2019 coming out of debt, no marketing spend. All I did was answer DMs until the 10 people worked at my company at an intervention right before Christmas. They were like, you're 1500 DMs behind in Instagram. We need to give you one other person to help answer. So, so that is what closest to the dirt means. Like 100%. everything Gary was doing was validating what other people were telling me I was doing wrong. Oh, your right. labels aren't good enough. You need a label. Actually, the people love the labels. Like literally, I just needed to bring that up in this, in this conversation because Andy said the same thing. He's, he's off camera right now. He said the same thing. It's like current reality and vision equals power. 100%. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, um, I wanted to just 
just kind of tell you a couple things of like how this collaboration is like we're, how I experienced it. But but first, also you know, seven years ago, um, a guy by the name of Asher Oliver animated an Ask Gary V question, and I saw it. And he was a waiter, and he's worked with me for seven seven years in a row. Uh, creating animated content. He's been nominated for an Emmy Award, been featured in a book for that specific stuff. So legit, thank you, man. He's, um, um, it, I mean, thank you uh, selfishly for me because uh, he's amazing, but uh, but legit, this stuff is not new, right? This stuff is, there's, there's a lot of people that's cascaded and, and helped all, along the years, man. So thank you. Thank you so much. Yep. Um, the... Uh, this collaboration, so I wasn't, I mean, I don't, you can tell I don't look very healthy. I, uh, I'm not a big vitamin guy, so I wasn't uh, into into Mary Ruth stuff, but um, but my wife was a little bit. So when the, the collaboration happened, um, I started taking my vitamins, so there you go. But um, but it's also gotten to her to a point where she's now on the website ordering more stuff. So like from a business standpoint, a tactical standpoint, it's really working specifically for that. Um, and I was curious because I see you see like a lot of people in Web3 or NFT space that they're just rushing in. Um, um, and there's a lot of people that'll say like, hey, every business there's applications for it. And I believe that there is or will be. But I'm curious um, from from the Maryland's perspective, like how do you see NFTs um, or do you see NFTs as an opportunity beyond the, beyond the collaboration of, uh, of what just happened here? Because last thing I'll say um, what I really firmly believe is that businesses has been been like a competitive industry for years. And I think, I hope that the NFT space, uh, you'll see two marketing companies or advertising agencies or animation companies collaborate together and realize they're not competitors. So I know uh, the, the vitamin stuff is, is different from, from Vayner, Vayner, but um, collaboration is key and it's working for sure from a business tactical standpoint. But I'm curious if, um, if, there's, a, if there's a future um, that you're able to talk about. I thank you for the question and I'm the most excited about uh, we talked about it in the board meeting with Gary um, for like a for like a minute. Um, I just want to have some kind of like video game where there's also a virtual store or maybe just a virtual store that also has some part of like art of health for busy people educational thing. So I have a vision just before I would even launch NFTs and and when I do launch NFTs we already have 12 images that are the art of health for busy people that would be those nfts but that that's a much later project first i really wanted to do con some kind of digital store um and, and i really believe in web3 i got on amazon in 2013 if you got on amazon to sell cpg products in 2011 you claimed like ultimate territory so even me just being two years later 2014, 2000, end of 2000, yeah, 2014, September, allowed me to be ahead of the curve, um, even on Amazon. So I, I believe in Web3 very much. You hear Gary talk about it all the time. I just believe in it because I saw what it did for our brands, D2C e-commerce, getting on in 2013, 2014, set us up. That's, that's why we are here today. Because now I go everywhere, people are like, I need to put my products on Amazon. It, it's kind of that ship has sailed. Um, so, and, I, and I'm excited for moms and parents to like play that video game or go to that virtual store where they can also buy gummies 
in an international way. I think it'll be an educational tool. And when we see our business as an educational platform for like time management and um, cooking and those kinds of things. Thank you. Fantastic. All right, let's go on to uh, Miranda. If you'd like to unmute, if you have a question. Hi, Gary. Hi, Mary Ruth. This is Miranda Browning, my girlfriend, and my <laughs> name is Gabe Ramos. We've met a few times, Gary, at the wine event. It was amazing. Yeah. This is uh, awesome, guys. Uh, Mary Ruth, uh, thank you so much for the gummies. They taste so good. Even, <laughs> even last night, it was so funny. Um, you know, it kind of reminded me of, like when I was a kid with the Flintstones, where you, even last night, I had I had extra, an extra serving just because it tasted so good. And, and you know, I think that's nice. Um, it's a nice feeling. And sugar-free, sugar-free all the way. <laughs> no, no crashes. Mary Ruth, Mary Ruth, did I show you the email that I sent about monk fruit? Yes, Gary, ago? Gary, we have so, when I went to breakfast with Gary, we're sitting there, I'm like, oh my God. Literally, I just say something about how I'm really into monk fruit. No one uses it because it's really expensive. Gary pulls out his phone, goes to like 2014 or 13, shows me an email where he's like, monk fruit's the future. Because that's what I was saying, monk fruit's the future. And David was like laughing the whole way home. He's like, I cannot believe Gary pulled out an email from eight years ago, seven years ago, saying monk fruit's the future because it is the future. Like, so good. Also, I have to just share with you, we're giving everyone a gift. So you'll get an email. I was gonna say it at the end, but we're talking about monk fruit anyways. Um, we're giving you all our electrolyte gummy snacks. So no vitamins, just electrolytes, a whole big bag. Um, to, so you'll get an email after that just says like, here's your gift. We love you guys. But, but wow. that is just a true gift, not a soft sell. Hold on, hold, wait a minute. I'm gonna give all of you a series three V. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, Gabe. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been really fun. Like she bought 10 bottles, I bought 10. It's been really fun, like kind of sneaking around the house, eating her gummies over mine. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to get scary when we get to the ninth bottle, you know? How many should we open, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm definitely not going to, I'm not going to want to open the 10th one, that's for sure. Keep that one closed. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> so my question, I guess, I want to, I've been wanting to talk about this with Gary because, um, He's mentioned it a lot uh, about uh, competition and um, how, mainly I've been thinking about this. I've, I've already sort of come to a specific conclusion that I want to run by you, but I also want to hear your thoughts on it. So um, how to balance competition and kindness. So one thing that I've heard you mention a lot uh, in podcasts and, and talking about competition is how you, when you're actually on the field, you're really kind of in this mindset of like really wanting to crush your opponent. Uh, wanting to beat them really bad. Um, you know, you want to win, right? I'm competitive. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've just been that way since I was a kid growing up in Staten Island, New York, you know, playing out on, you know, it's just that sort of like mindset <laughs> there. You could have stopped at Staten Island. I get it. Exactly. Right. So like, um, yeah. And, and then also kind of growing up playing video games in the late nineties, early two thousand. I'll just jump to the punchline with sports. It's literal. You can see it. Right. You're playing mm -hmm. tennis and you're doing it. In business, it's when you interact with your competition and when you interact with your competition behind their back. 
So let's say I had Gary's gummies and I was with Mary Ruth. The way I've always treated my career, and by the way, some of you may know this, but most don't, but some of you may, especially if you're in the Jersey area, the biggest other wine store in New Jersey is called Gary's Wine, owned by Gary Fish. So it's always been like a funny little thing. And Gary Fish is really the other wine retailer that I respect. He built a very good wine company about a half a decade to a decade before I started. He like came up the ranks when my dad was going. Like, and, and there was not a meeting I had. And when I first got into Wine Library, he was winning. Like he had the last seven years and got to be the biggest. And when I came in, like people didn't want to sell me wine because they were selling it to him and they didn't want us to have to compete. And like all the things that come along with having a bigger competitor. And then during that period of time, I got bigger and this, you know, we got bigger. But the punchline is, and with Vayner, it happens all the time now. Like the, what I mean by that is I wanted every human in New Jersey to buy their wine at Wine Library. All of them. I still want that to happen. I want every single company in the world to hire Vayner X for their marketing. I want everybody who buys an NFT on earth to buy a V-Friend. <laughs> I, I want all of that. Comma, every time Board Ape, World of Women, you know, Doodles gets brought up in a meeting that nobody's paying attention to, that nobody's recording, I have nothing but gracious hope for them to do well while still maintaining my competitive spirit to do better. And comma, anytime I am face to face with a competitor, another agency owner, this is the nature, I'm even double nice, mm -hmm. but I'm proud of how nice I am when they don't see me, when nobody knows what I'm going to say. For sure, for sure. And, and that's it, brother. Like if you have a pizza shop, yours is Lou's Pizza and down the street is literally, you know, I'm doing Sal's <clears throat> Pizza. Of course you want your business, but it doesn't mean that you like have to be, you know, mean or awful or condescending or trying to undermine them behind the scenes. I mean, do you know how many people spend all their time trying to figure out how to beat me and I don't even know their name? Yeah, for sure. Do, I do had a, no, no, totally. I, I've, I've definitely, I've definitely been that way. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm a professional poker player, but then I also run a poker, uh, a private poker business, like a hosting business for the last 10, 15 years. Um, so I've been that way as far as like my business aspect, but my question was more so as a player. So like, this is kind of sports related. I've always sort of wondered like, because you can't hear like in poker, the, the fans are the act, the fans are kind of like the players in a different way than when, like, let's say you're watching the NBA like the fans are the fans and the players on the courts. Like I've always sort of wondered, like are the court, are the players on the court kind of running down the court, like kind of talking shit, like telling the other player, like, Hey, like, you know, like, like trying to get a lot, of, a lot of guys and WNBA gals do that. And others don't talk at all. Right. So, I, would, I would be like the one not talking and conserve my energy. I'm not sure. And, and I, because I've always been out physically matched, talk 24 seven because the mental part was the only way I was going to win. Right. So that's, yeah. that's my question, right? So like specifically in poker, like poker is like such a, uh, it's a human mental game where like you kind I'm of. I'd be, I'm outrageous in poker. I don't know how to play well. And I always like pull shit out of my ass because 
I'm desperately trying to mentally break their fucking soul. Right. So that that's the way I've been because like, you know, that's the way I was like even playing video games growing up. And, and when it's over and you took their money or they took your money, when it's over and you get up, you're like, Sal, how's the family? <laughs> right. But my, what I've noticed a lot in this industry is that like people really take offense like they can't they can't sort of separate that right so they really hold take on, offense hold on, hold on. when you're talking you just, shit to them that's that has nothing to do with you right but then they don't then they think you're an asshole or a dick or you know like you know what not i mean if, like not if not if you do what i do in those scenarios with where you over over compensate off the table in real life and do nice things so if, if ricky thompson you know, Ace McGee thinks you're a dick face, send him a birthday cake. I gotta go. I hope Bye, you guys saw Gary. Bye. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Gary.